Hey folks, I just wanted to pop in right at the top of this episode to make two announcements real quick. First of all, when you're listening to this, the Fellowship 2nd Edition Kickstarter has just launched. There will be a link in the show notes, and you should go check it out. The 2nd Edition includes a bunch of overhauls, like Finish Them being rewritten, the Air and the Harbinger having some major changes... All sorts of cool stuff. The next several sessions were recorded before this came out, so that won't they won't take the new changes into account. Secondly, uh, I, you've probably noticed the show has had a bit of a delay, and part of that is because uh, it's a lot of work actually to make these flashback bits at the beginning of each episode, like a lot more work than you'd think, and dreading doing that is part of why I keep putting it off. So for the sake of getting episodes out quicker, this will be the last episode with a flashback part at the beginning. Um, I know people liked those parts very much, and I'm sorry to see them go, but I think for the sake of getting episodes out at all, I would rather remove them. Thank you for your understanding, and enjoy the show. An excerpt from Cassandra by Sophie Alice Baxter. Cassandra, Cassandra, you know what the future holds, but no one believes you. Cursed to be a prophet, they think it's a lie you told, but why would you need to? Cassandra, Cassandra, if I could just sit with you, we two could conspire. We'd make them listen. You only tell the truth. we last left off, Harbinger died. Hi, I'm Rue Titania, and I love condiments and rocks. And I'm also some kind of cloud of light sealed in a glass case shaped like my old body, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to make the best of things. You take one step away, and the ground rumbles below you. You take another step away, you feel the ground explode behind you. Oh dear. You turn around, and you see Aurorealis is not there anymore. Uh... A massive dragon, several hundred feet long, is rising up out of the ground, its jaws clamped around Aurorealis. Oh, neat. That's what Reese says, and then she starts running. Friarpan! Um, you hear- you, you feel a distant roar as the ground spiderweb cracks beneath you. And then it's over. Great, cool, okay. Oh. Somehow that roar sounds familiar to you. Uh, who could it possibly be? Yes. As you approach the pumpkin patch, you see something ahead in the fireplanes. A massive black beast, round and entirely made of teeth. Roughly 60 feet tall, slithering (laughs) through the flames. Slithering straight towards the pumpkin patch. Oh, hey. Hey. What? Uh, what? Hey. What? Oh, wait. I, wa- I wave down from the top. Uh, what? Oh, what? Well, he looks up at... A person made of glass. Standing on top of the shadow beast. I pose. Only one person in this world could pose like that. 
So I can't say you're not dead because, like, we've established that there are dead people running around. Like, we have ghosts. Are you a ghost? Yeah, I'm dead. Glass ghost? Okay. I think so. I kind of... I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Pop-Tart. Hello. You swim through the flesh god for what feels like forever. And when you pop out, it isn't earth at the bottom. Oh, no. You find yourself in a starry sky, looking up at an alien world. Cool. From up here, the flesh god doesn't seem so chaotic and random. Okay. You look down and you can see that it is forming shapes deliberately. The various wildlife upon its surface starts converging upon you and it seems a little bit hostile now. Now that you've caught its attention. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna swim back. Popped hard out. Yeah. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I don't... I, I'm not fighting the flesh god. She has a arm that she actually enjoys. It's, it's finally hers instead of a repurposed part. Through, through some figuring things out, you find out that there is a secret pattern to the books on the wooden bookshelves, and that if you pull them in the right order, you'll open a secret staircase behind one of them. You head on down these stairs, and you find a single bookshelf, maybe three dozen books on it, not too much. But before you look too closely, you see that there is an orb of blood floating in the middle of the room. Ugh. It is a blood beast. You find two books, an introduction to sorcery, and then advanced sorcery. And that's what's up with Yuria. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Where we last left off, our party was split in two for hopefully the last time for a while. Over in our first group, Pop-Tart just crawled out from below the earth hopefully find Yuria Bloodtongue reading a book somewhere in the city. Very nonchalantly. Yeah, where are you hiding to read those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I'm... highly illegal to read books here, don't you know? <laughs> oh, these books are, you know, just slightly illegal. Um, I'm actually right near the stables right now, because I uh, might need to hop out of town here soon if things go sour. That makes sense. Also, getting help from your triceratops on the big words. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Roasted. Wow. I refuse Destroyed. to believe that the triceratops is smarter than Yuria. She's done a lot of reading while I've been in space. If she didn't know these words before, she knows them now. Yeah, because the triceratops taught her. Yeah. Thanks, Hunter. Thanks, Hunter. Let the Triceratops say fuck. <laughs> Three minutes in, and I'm already being insulted. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, no, no, I had nothing to do with it. I was defending you. We love you, Yuria. It's all good. Just gonna write a couple names down here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's continue. Alright, glad you don't have a death note. <laughs> as far as we know. Wow, my chest hurts. So, so Pop-Tart. Yeah, hi. Hi. I went to space. Uh, you explore the city for a bit before you find Yuria by the city entrance. Hi, Yuria. Oh, hi. Um, you look like hell. 
I went to space. Don't worry about it. Uh, I actually will worry about that. No, was... no, don't don't worry. It was it was great. I I made a flesh golem, I think. Yeah, and then I talked to the flesh god, I think. Or they ignored me. I'm not entirely sure. And then uh, I swam through some uh, stuff, and uh, then I came out. And then now I'm here. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading uh, something I kind of might have taken from the mayor's private chair. Anyway. Cool. Why are you hesitant to tell Pop-Tart the crime kindergartner about that? Of course Pop-Tart's going to be into it. <laughs> the crime kindergartner? That is a great nickname. That's so good. Uh, oh, dear. Crime baby Pop-Tart. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Pop-Tart, if we're, um, actually I'm going to pull out some food because I think we're going to have to eat a little bit because you're just going to tell Pop-Tart, yeah, we should probably get out of here soon between what might have happened with you and what might happen with me. Um, yeah, these books are kind of important. Oh, nothing uh, happened with me. Everything is fine, but I'll... Yeah, you say. I, do you have blueberries? Uh, I think I do, yeah. Can I have some? Okay, okay, here. Yay! Anyway, Alright. If you're both sharing a meal, you both get to heal a stat. Yay! And then Pop-Tart gets to heal an extra stat. Oh, that's good. I will heal my blood and my sense, and now I'm okay. Well, my courage is damaged, but that doesn't matter. I'm Pop-Tart, the crime baby. (laughs) 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 And Yuria can heal their grace, so you two are both at near top condition. I, I, I'm effectively in top condition. Anyway, yes, um, so long story short, there's some things in here that I need to read about myself, but also there's some good stuff in here about ghosts. Ooh. Yes, it's spooky. <laughs> no, that, that, that was an ooh of interest, not an ooh pretending to be a ghost. Oh. Aren't those the same thing? Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, ghosts are doing. They're just. Hang on, you, you're suggesting you're suggesting that all ghosts are just innately curious and fascinated yes, by. They're curious us. about life. That's. Ooh, is the sound of the alarm signal going through the air as you two are finishing your meal? <laughs> oh. Oh no! Wait, what? What's with this weird loud ghost? That's adorable. Sorry, we're both just very interested in what's going on here. (laughs) Is that the sound (laughs) of the Column City alarm system? It sure is. It is now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, I think that's our signal to get get out, beat feet. And as, as that's echoing through the columns, we pan over to me. A big old glass dust cloud oh. that is being, no. uh, that is behind a giant shadow monster, which does in fact have Friar Pan sitting on the front of it. There we yeah, go. So we pan to you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I just, just wanted to make sure that was what was going on. We're panning to pan. Panning? Yes, that was the joke. Rue Titania and Friar Pan are on the back of the charred core pumpkin patch. Batten down the hatches, Pan. Pan, Pan, have you been to the Column City before now? Uh, have I? Yes. I don't actually remember. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Yes, you have. Why don't you go on out? Go Briefly. on out ahead of me, 
and ask them not to fire any catapults or anything at me. That would be swell. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure I built up a bunch of goodwill in the Colin City. They all yeah, love me. <laughs> remember you arrived and we immediately like told you to fuck off into the desert to go find something. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, you were there for like a couple hours tops. I don't know if you've met anyone there. <laughs> Everybody loves Pan, the tall dragon who doesn't want to be here. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm just like walking back and being like, hey, don't shoot. Fine. Yes, please. We got you. Or as you're hopping off of Char, actually, Char stops moving. Oh well. Thanks. Oh well, that's convenient. Yeah. Char is refusing to enter the Column City. Oh, that's fine. In fact, if you would rather like back up to a more safe, comfortable distance, Char, that's like totally. That's yeah. valid. You got you do you got to take care of number one, Char. Yeah, make Pan walk back even further when he comes back. Char just kind of plops down and flattens a bit to rest. Hamster blob. That's adorable. Yeah. Ch- Char is basically a giant fire-eating hamster made of shadows. And I love him. Oh wow, I love him. No eyes, only two legs, two very small legs, because the legs did not grow as much as the body after eating all of the fire planes. That was some beautiful slam poetry right there. Anyway, back to uh, Yuri and Pop-Tart as... I mean, yeah, we're just walking across the Yeah, desert. Pan and Rue are walking towards the Call of City. You, you can see the shadow monster. It's not that far away. Um, it's far enough away, but... So, we, we can see the shadow monster hamster? Yes. It also has a bunch of familiar orange things on its back, so I mean... Yeah, yeah, you can also see the Pumpkin Patch's command tower sticking out of its back. How the fuck? I'm going to point at it and yell, Hey, Yuria, does your book have anything about what this thing is? <laughs> no. I don't even have any explanation why the ship is back. Oh. What is... Wh- why? Okay, okay. Hey, Yuria. Huh? You want to come with me to investigate? Oh, I I mean, I mean, we're probably going to leave anyway, so let's just grab Hunter and let's go. I mean, I can just hop over and take Yuria with me because she's got that move. Yeah, but I think Yuria wants to take the Triceratops too. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to leave them behind. Well, I'll just hop on ahead then. Okay. So Pop-Tart hops on ahead, Yuria gets on her Triceratops, uh, just in time to start seeing a bunch of columnists start to assemble near the gatekeeping t- tower. Ah, don't mind me, don't mind me, don't pay attention, don't pay attention, just don't mind me, don't mind me. Just act casual. Nothing unusual here, just a panda riding on top of a Triceratops. Yes, yeah, so you're gonna try to sprint out before they notice you? Yep. Sounds good. Um, I'm just gonna let that happen, because they're focused more on the giant shadow demon. I mean, I think all of us are. And also because Hunter is a master of stealth. <laughs> That's fair. So, Pop-Tart. Yeah? You hop out into the glass desert. Oh. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Uh, it hurts out here. You forgot that after spending the past over a- maybe like two weeks in the Column City. Oh, you looks and says, oh. Yeah. So Pop-Tart, like, leaps straight towards the, the demon, and then just kind of, like, as soon as they cross over the, the glass, <laughs> the part where the water's not allowed, they kind of crumple up in a ball. Hold on, I just want to rewind a bit. Pop-Tart leaps at the demon. What episode are we on? <laughs> the episode where Pop-Tart leaps at the demon. Oh. 
You kind of curl up into a ball hat mid-flight and just kind of crash land on it. Nice. Which is a soft landing, actually. There's not much solid to char. Thank it's a you, Fluffy Orb. It's real. It's frankly, it's a good thing we removed the sword part of the equation because otherwise yeah. that would have been a much more difficult impact. I think. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I can't die. That too. Oh, well, it would have hurt though. <laughs> it's oof. You might want to after that. What doesn't kill you does make you stronger. So I'm. It's fine. I'm just gonna curl up and fall asleep on the fluff. Char is like nice and warm. I would think. Yeah, it's the consist- the consistency is like liquid smoke, like an ashy fire just before it goes out because yeah. it's bedtime. Think of like a bedtime fire pit. That's what Char is like. Yeah, bedtime right now. fire pits. Those things that exist. Wait, so are Pan and Rue walking towards the city while Pop Tart just decided to jump all the way to? Yes, yeah, so you two you two see Pop Tart fly over you, crash into the the shit the Char. Should we turn around and walk back? Do you think? Ah. That was a green screaming blow. Actually, so I think it, it wasn't might have been because Pop Tart's still only wearing their underclothes. Oh. <laughs> okay, it was a pink screaming blob. Oh, this will be perfect when Yuria comes up to the two and she holds her hand out like Ocelot. Well, we're gonna do some great diplomacy because we are famously good at that. Well, hang on. I'm really curious about the screaming pink blob, so I'm it's... gonna head back to Charles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna keep walking forward. Okay. Uh, Hi, bye. Hi, I don't Pan. really know bye, what Pan. my goal is. Okay, well... <laughs> great. Um, am I, like, get, trying to get a parking permit for our blog? Yes. Like, what? <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Cool. Alright, so Pan's gonna try and talk to the columnist first while all the other three of you are gonna meet up. Sounds I good. Yes. gently plap Pop-Tart's cheek with a glass hand. Plap, plap. What are you? Pop-Tart. What? Pop-Tart? What? Wake up. No. Oh. That's I fair. I can't argue with that. Honestly, that just makes... <laughs> that makes me want to take a fucking nap too, Pop-Tart, so... Fucking word. Uh, who are you? Oh, please, I went on that whole tirade about naps and you don't recognize me? <gasps> like, Pop-Tart just, like, gasps and then, like, sits up immediately. It's like... Moon River was right! Yeah. What? What... You saw Moon River? That's what did what did Moon River say? Wow, I miss a lot, huh? How long have you all been here? I don't know. I went to space for a little bit. Um. Uh, uh, okay, we'll circle back to that. How long have you been in the Column City? <laughs> uh, I think about two weeks. I don't know. I kind of lost track of time. Relatable. Um. Now, what's this about space? I went to space. Okay, can you tell me about the hot, the how, or the why? I... I kind of sneaked into the bottom of the column city and swam down to the bottom. The bottom? Yeah, there's a bottom! And it's space. What? Diver let you in? Yeah. Well, no. First it's the flesh god, but you gotta swim through him, and then the space. A uh, flesh god? Yeah! You saw the flesh god? I did! It wasn't just Guardian? I saw both, actually. And, like, I I, I followed Diver. Rue fucking sits down and takes a deep breath and, like, steeples <laughs> fingers and is like, holy shit. This is shit. some high-level sacrilege going on. <laughs> no, this isn't... This is, like, I I haven't even been permitted to meet Guardian personally yet. 
I followed Diver. I was a frog. I followed Diver. Oh. And they went down, and they went further down, and more down, and I, I don't know how deep it was, but they were hacking off bits of the flesh god or something, so I decided to go and talk to the flesh god a little bit. Yeria, mm. you hear that last sentence as you're, you scroll up with Hunter. Mm. Mm. Of oh, course oh, you did. Oh. Um, Hands what? off of him, Thieve! I yell from the bottom. Ah. Uh, what? I yell down? What? I said, hands off of them, you fiend! Oh, hands oh. off of them, you fiend. Hi, Uria. How did you know my name? Oh, wait. <laughs> I know everything about you, Uria Blood Tongue. <sighs> I'm gonna peek out from the edge and wave and smile. Yeah, hey. Yuri know, just keeps doing that for like five minutes straight. Yuri's just honking in distress. Not distress! For five minutes and then at the end of it, Harbinger has like clumsily climbed down and is, sta- and is standing next to you and is just like, Yep, hey, hi, here hi. I am, I'm Rue. Yeah, what does Rue look like? Because it's not like Harbinger looked like. Rue looks like a glass figure, like a glass statue that's just filled with s- swirling smoke. But unfortunately, by this point, the glass has developed quite a few cracks, and some of the smoke is leaking out. And Rue is, like, visibly stumbling on some steps on one foot that's more cracked than the other. So, like, this clearly isn't sustainable, is the thing about this. Oh, wait. Albeit still very fashionably dressed with a nice scarf around the neck. So, I might have a couple of books on this. Um, it came from... How? I snuck into Mayor's private chambers. We've been doing all sorts of crimes while you've been away. Listen. Well, you know, Look. you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, um, okay, tell. Okay, we'll circle back to that too. Um, tell me what you found. <laughs> okay, I found some information about ghosts in here. Oh, that's fortuitous. I say, knocking on my own chest. Yeah, there's something in here about how their belief maintains their existence. Wow, I better not give up then, huh? I, like, slap your back a little too hard and my hand crinkles and I'm like, uh, ow. Ah, <laughs> oh, careful. Well, uh, right, um, right. But also, this yeah, this might come in handy with Aurora House, I'm just saying. Ooh, excellent point, Yuria. And then just kind of, like, Pat's head. <laughs> Just like years. old times. Just like old times. Okay, so why was Pan going all the way back? We need a parking spot. We need to circle back to that after we circle back to this other thing, which is that why are I'm look look, don't get me wrong, I'm proud of you for getting so many good crimes done. But <laughs> um I thought the Column City were our allies. Are they well, I guess I did kinda sorta mm, Some of them don't seem to think of you as an ally, but Rue just, like, slowly looks over back at Char, like, oh, right. You did steal a demon sword. It's like, okay, okay, okay. That was, like, the coolest <laughs> of crimes. Just, Rue just very quickly marches back up into the charred core pumpkin patch and is just like, things get kind of hazy, which is appropriate because she is literally leaving a trail of haze. Ooh, let's make it even more fucked up. If you stare into the haze long enough, you can literally see, like, vague bits of memory 
Oh, that's real fucked up. Yeah. Cool. There's some good pensive shit. Oh, I see the umbrella. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Anyway, maybe we should get out of here. Where's Pan? Oh, right. I sent Pan for a parking ticket. He's over there. I... Should I come back? Like, what? Are we just leaving? You have really good ears. We have telepathy. Oh, I forgot. Telepathy. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, come on back. Sorry for shouting. Okay, so... Alright. <laughs> I walked in. as you're about <laughs> to do that... <laughs> okay, thank you. A group of columnists starts leaving the city and marching towards the Charcore Pumpkin Patch. Oh. And they meet you, because you're on the same path. Right. Oh, shit. I just kind of, like, duck down from the command tower. I'm uh-huh. just gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> no, please wake up. I think this might break bad. Um, also, can you tell me more about the fucking flesh god, the center of my goddamn religion? I think we talk about god later. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. um... <laughs> Let's talk about God later. So first, we have... Uh, there are six columnists in this little armada. Yes. They are being led by Mayor, a small, round person, sitting on an orb of blood in their light green cloak. Oh, I, I remember that. Mr. Onion is here. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> that is Mayor's nickname, Oh, Because he looks like an onion. That's true. And he gives candy to people, just like onions. Just like onions do. Uh, then we have Diver in their diving suit. They've been down too long in the Midnight Sea. Okay, uh, but when I was a kid, I used to eat um, onions whole like an apple, so like they could be candy. Listen, I was that's a weird awful. kid. Uh, we have Listen, you're Harvester. Weird. Harbinger's very, very big friend, who is like 20 feet tall. My big friend. We have Bloodletter, who is a Spider-Man. They're like a drider person, and they have two very scary-looking swords. Uh, there's Gatekeeper, who all of you have met because you can't enter the Call of City without meeting Gatekeeper. Who dresses like fucking death because he's yeah, really edgy. Well, he really likes symbolism. He dresses like a Scarecrow and wields a scythe because Scarecrow. He's like, have you heard of tarot? You know, the death card doesn't always literally mean death. In fact, it never literally means death. He tells this to everyone who comes in. Everyone's really sick of it. Anyway. And the last person in the armada is a tiny little parakeet harpy named Cashier with a shotgun. Who you should not fuck with. Yeah, they have a shotgun. You never fuck with a shopkeeper. Hasn't Link's Awakening taught you that yet? Hasn't Skullunky yeah. taught you anything? <laughs> you never fuck with a parakeet. Yeah, they're kind of a double threat. They kind of hold grudges. Quickly verging on triple threat since they're a colonist. Anyway, I'm asleep. What are y'all doing? I'm hiding and like trying to shake you awake and being like, Pop-Tart, Pop-Tart, were they nice? Pop-Tart? I'm gonna Pop-tart. be- <laughs> I'm just gonna make you all regret making me the one who's handling this situation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so happy that Pan is the diplomat. This is working out so great. Please don't hit on anybody. That seems fair. I think at any other time, Harbinger, I mean, Rue would probably intervene, but uh, it's pretty distracting to be like, I meant your god. Uh, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a reasonably distracting thing to be told. That's true. So Mayor calls out to you. Yeah. Stand aside. We have business with the beast. Oh, cool. Okay, 
he stands aside. <laughs> All right, they start going past you towards uh, towards Char. You didn't tell me what to do. Pop tart, pop tart, pop tart, pop tart, pop tart. Did you did did you give him my name? Did you like what? put in a good word for me or anything? Or were th- I think I did actually. Did did they like have a big book or something? I kind of always imagined a big book. No. I want to go to sleep. At this point, Rue looks up and is like, um, I, you can't go back to sleep because it looks like we're about to be attacked. Is that Harvester? Hey. I wave to Harvester. Harvester waves back. This Harvester <laughs> cannot recognize me. No. Harvester is just, just like that. just a gentle giant. Yeah, Harvester is <laughs> the best. Pop-Tart is useless to you at this point. Okay, I'm too excited by seeing Harvester since Harbinger is still in a very hazy sort of literally, I guess, losing its state. Like post-death haze. Yeah. Post-death, death. You know, it's like the Petty Maw, but more. Waving at Harvester and being like, hey, hey, it's me, Rue. I mean, Harbinger. I mean, Rue. Hey. So Pan is now walking back with the Harvard, with the colonists, I think. Yeah. Yeah, basically, they're just, like, having a little conversation. Yeah. Actually, this is a great time for exposition, so Mayor can tell you about Char. Do it. So, Pan, Mayor is doing some expositing at you. Smile and nod, baby. About how Char is a demon that was sealed away inside a cursed sword. Cool. I'd like to put it back. I think that'll be pretty hard at this point, not gonna lie. It was hard the first time, too, but we did it. Eh. Also, it's like our car now. <laughs> I mean, their car, not- I'm not involved with this. Mm. Why- why- why are you letting- Mayor will what, remember this. Why- why are you kinda just, like, letting me come with you? Colonists <laughs> like, will remember like, this. I mean, what the fuck else they, are they gonna they do? They're not you? You're like a nine, you're yeah. nine foot slab of beef. Um, you are wearing colonist robes, if you'll remember. Yeah, know. they think you're just like some guy. By okay. the way, what is your name? Oh, um, I don't Friar. Go okay, I'm Friar, but spelled the other way. Friars. <laughs> What's the other way? F R Y E R. You know the whole pun behind your name? Oh. <laughs> right. I'm. Friar, and then you just keep going on like that. Yeah. And he's like, well, nice to meet you, Friar. Okay. I guess, is there anything I can actually do about this? You could punch his head across. I don't. (laughs) Which one? I'm just telling, I'm just saying, you could punch his head across the desert. The little one. Which one? The little one? Can I punch the mirror off the ball? (laughs) Can I just kick the ball? I mean, you could. The way that they're looking at me, I'm not. I mean, if you want to initiate this fight by just assaulting Mayor, that'd be great. Rue doesn't actually have a reason to, since Rue doesn't know the thing as of yet. I think so. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna like telepathy Rue. Like, hey, I think they want Char back. Should I be doing anything about this? Oh, you're telepathetic, all right. Wow, Rue. Bam. And then I roll over and go back to sleep. Wake up. <laughs> No! Will rudeness wake you up? No! Get me out of this desert! Oh, I... Okay, I just like... Right, I just pick up Pop-Tart under one arm and start climbing down again to head out of the glass desert. Like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. 
What's the plan? Like, Straightforward solution. Okay, are we fighting these dudes? What What are we doing? Rue doesn't me. know the full picture and is acting um, accordingly. Rue is now coming out with Pop-Tart to meet you, so stay calm. Okay. It's all going to be okay. That's hard for me. Getting, I'm getting nervous. Getting twitchy. So am I just going to stay up here, or... You can do whatever you like. Yeah, you're, you're going to go with Rue? Rue is looking pretty shaky there. Yeah, I better go with. I mean, I also have Hunter down here, so... Hey, everyone can ride aboard. Ooh, yeah, Rue, you want to ride a Triceratops? Oh, yeah. Totally. Always. <laughs> I just love how everyone is going to be riding the Triceratops, except Pan, who never got to ride it. Bummer. So, the this happens, then. You all meet. Fancy meeting you here. Are you still carrying me? I'm just, like, carrying Pop-Tart under one arm, and I'm like... Excuse me, please, I need to get my friend to a source of water, because they'll die. Well, it does blood work instead of water? <laughs> oh my gosh. Blood is a source of water, answer me. <laughs> Probably. Water can't exist in the desert. You realize that, oh, that only, uh, well, the Blood Beast and I are probably the only ones here who bleed regular blood. Hey, Blood Beast. Hey, Blood Beast. Want to donate to a good cause? <laughs> it won't Give work. Give Pop-Tart the taste of blood. <laughs> Let Pop-Tart taste blood. <laughs> Finally. God, the it. promise shall be fulfilled. <laughs> the contract shall be fulfilled. <laughs> so Diver steps forward. I'm just going to go to sleep again. Oh, shit. I was going to walk over to Har- Harvester, but I much less want to deal with Diver. And I'm like, oh... Harbinger, hey. you stole something from us. Uh, Harbinger, who's that now? My name is Rue Titania. I can see your soul. Oh, shit. I, like, look down at my own chest and I'm like, oh, right, fuck. Plan B, can I punch it? <laughs> you just gonna sucker punch Diver? Not Diver. They <laughs> just really want to kick the mare. <laughs> he looks kickable. Look, we don't need to fight over this. Okay. From what I remember of the ancient stories, the only reason that Char was sealed in that blade in the first place... And hell, I didn't even know there was a demon and I thought it was just a magical sword, so that's a little fucked up. Anyway, the only reason Char was sealed in that sword was to prevent whatever catastrophe that you won't let me know about that happened at this volcano that turned it into such a massive crater so long ago. All this historical revisionism going on. To see to absorb that flame, right? That's the only reason. So now that that task is got task is done, why can't Char just be free? You know, Char's hunger is never ending. I decay. I don't know. Do I, you see Char right now? Char is literally taking a nap. They're just chilling because it had its fill in the fiery plains of the desert. So Char could just live there and be fine. Also, my brother's made of fire. Yeah, yeah. Not true. I like hold up Pop Tart, and I'm like, their brother is made of fire. I am not made of fire. That's a common misconception. Oh, sorry. <laughs> steam? Yes. Steam. Made sorry, of Pop-Tart. heat. It's steam. Yeah, heat. Anyway, point is, we don't have to fight over this. You don't have to. You don't have to keep something prisoner against its will just because it has some big magical benefit to you. You know? It's our dog. Let us keep it. <laughs> Yeah, like the flesh god, you keep him <laughs> down there and with all what? the with all the 
the the pillars and the columns. And... You intruded. I sure did. And Diver lunges at Pop Tart. Maybe we shouldn't tell them that. Oh jeez, I immediately jump backwards. Should I roll to get away? Um, yeah, probably. I should roll to get away with Pop-Tart in hand. Let's see. Is that Grace? Yes. My Grace is plus one, and it is undamaged, unlike my very damaged body. Oh dear, I got a four total. Okay. I'm (laughs) sorry. You leap off the back of Hunter, and you start, I guess, booking it towards uh, Char again with Pop-Tart in hand. I try. I sure try. You sure try. And Diver reaches their arms out, and then their gloves detach, and Mm. several, several arms come out of their arms. Are they like? And they wrap around you. What? What kind of arms? It's just in there with you, huh? You just keep your beast in there, huh? Well, that's a great idea, and I think I'm going to steal it if I don't die. (laughs) I I am am a beast. Oh, Titania. Well, that's and then he cool. pulls you back and is now squeezing you and Pop-Tart in a big ol' hug. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think I'm gonna let that happen. Nope. Nope. Okay, I am going to... Well, I'm still on top of the Triceratops, so... Let's see, I guess I could either use... Shoot them. I do have my wrench that Shoot shoots them fire. with your gun that you have. No, I do have a... My wrench does... <laughs> Who gave this panda a gun? <laughs> Look, my wrench is awesome now, because it kind of has... Maria, show me what you have. A knife! <laughs> no! Uh, anyway, let's, let's go for that instead. So, this might get a little uh, close for comfort, but... So, I have that wrench, which has burning, ranged, and reach. Oh, yes. Fuck yes. Oh, yeah, dangerous, isn't it? I don't think it's dangerous. It's not dangerous, no. Okay, so you I don't get pat. You don't get Pan's automatic take. Just the weapon takes. Okay, well, does that? Well, the range still counts as an advantage, right? Yes, it's still it's still all those other things. All right, well, let's gonna blop some fireballs at this. Oh yeah, Yuria also can copy all of your weapons now. By the way, fucking rad. It's fine. Don't worry about that. So, what stat is that going to be? Um, it's not a stat, you just hit him. Oh! That just damages Diver. Because Diver is thoroughly distracted and not paying attention. Radical. I have a real- I have a really bad joke, are you ready? Yeah. I think you should name the wrench the Fry Wrench, both after Frying Pan- Fryer Pan, almost call him Frying Pan, <laughs> and- and popular indie game Fly Wrench, thank you. Ah. Uh. A big old fireball suddenly engulfs Diver. Fuck yeah, it does. And he stumbles away from the two of you. Yeah, bitch. That's what makes glass. I'm not afraid. And he falls down. Is he still wrapped around us? No. He let go. The fire made him let go. I, like, quickly juggle Pop-Tart to my other arm. <laughs> that isn't, like, molten, red, fiery. I, maybe that'll at least seal some of these cracks up, you know? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of molten glass, you know, that'd be nice. <laughs> it, it fixes the cracks, but now you don't have fingers on that hand. Oh, bummer, I just have a club. <laughs> I brandish it In some ways, that's better. It's gonna be like a broken beer bottle <laughs> in about a second here, but you know. Yeah. So at this point, Mare's like, okay, enough talk, have at thee. Oh, well, fair enough. Does he throw a wine glass at me? 
I'm gonna pick up the mare and throw him. So, <laughs> Gatekeeper is going to head towards Yuria. Bloodletter is going to head towards Harbinger. And Cashier is going to step between uh, the mayor and Pan because Pan keeps making threatening motions at the mayor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up the mayor, stuff him under my arm like a football, and run. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Roll to get away. Okay. This is a good plan. All right, you get to pick one option from the list, which, if you're taking the mayor with you, means you're, you're not going quickly or quietly. Yeah. Can I, can I uh, use blessing of speed to override that? We can say that that's how you managed to do it. Okay. Um, however, you're going to get shot at by a shotgun. Cool. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. That's fair. Don't worry, it's a video game shotgun, so you get hit by, like, one pellet. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you just take one damage for your trouble as you start running towards the Column City uh, with a hole I in the back of your I leg. I didn't say I was running towards the Column City. I'm running yeah, back where to are the you desert. running towards, actually? I'm... That's a good question. <laughs> just into the desert? Straight back just in a the... direction? Just in a direction again. <laughs> Okay. This is my problem-solving strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Well, we've got a hostage. Good work, everyone. (laughs) Okay, I know what I want to do next. I... I'm gonna, like, hold Pop-Tart under one arm and hold the other arm out, like, defensively as various columnists circle in around me and, like, shout over to Harvester, like, Harvester, help! Did you hear my friend? They're keeping the Flesh God prisoner. They don't revere it, they imprison it. Help me, please. Harvester is definitely contemplating this conundrum. Okay, I would like to roll to talk sense. Uh, yeah, do that thing. Okay. Oh dear, that's a minus one. Alright, well, yeah, that makes sense coming from fucking Rue. Okay. Oh, come on though, please. Oh shit, I got a seven. Alright. Because I was actually going to say that talk sense isn't always plus sense. It can be grace or wisdom, depending on how you're talking sense, and the way you were doing it is probably actually wisdom. Oh, that'd oh, be a sweet. ten. In that, in that case, it was a eleven, actually, because the natural result was an eight minus one. So yeah, eleven for talking sense, please and thank you. Okay, there we go. Yeah, because um, wisdom is for emotional appeals. Senses for logical appeals. Graces for if you're tricking them. Uh, that sounded like an emotional appeal. Radical. Uh, yeah, Harvester, uh, what would you ask of them? Uh, to, t- well, I'd probably toss Pop-Tart to Harvester, honestly, first of all. <laughs> Take them out of the desert. Take them out of the glass desert. They do- They need water to exist. Get them water. Harvester nods and starts walking back to the Column City with Pop-Tart. Yeah. It won't take them very long to get there because they have very... They're very big. They move quickly. Also, they love dancing. That's the other thing about Harvester. The way they harvest is kind of like dancing around, swinging a gigantic hook, sharpened like a scythe on a chain. Okay. Yeah. They're very good at their job, but you shouldn't try to help them. Well, while you were doing that, Bloodletter is now in position to threaten you. Oh, dear. Harbinger, I have not forgotten what you've done. And they swing a saw blade sword at you. Oh, I, I think I'm probably gonna roll to get away. Let me look at my character sheet and see if there's so anything Blood fancy Letter I can do. So, Bloodletter has a stat, Grudge. Rue Titania rolls with despair against Bloodletter. I was gonna oh. say, could I try to overcome that? Because I... 
You can, if you want to leap in and try to help. Yeah, and that would activate my squire ability, so I roll a sense instead. Because I'm looking out for my buddies. Yes, please. Alright, and just to keep everyone fully informed, Bloodletter's other stat is that is Onslaught. Uh, Bloodletter wants to murder. Anyone keeping them busy or overcoming their attacks takes damage anyway. Oh, that's Ooh. fine. I got well. So you'll take damage just for attempting to roll to overcome. Well, I saved I saved Rue anyway. I got an eleven. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you block the damage to Rue. Can I damage one of my one of the hunter stats for that? Oh yeah, you can damage one of hunter stats. Okay. That's reasonable. Let's do that. Which stat? Uh, Tuscan screaming. Because I think it's too late okay. to use that to start. So them. the way you overcome harm is Hunter rams into Bloodletter and is now just like slammed into the side of him, and Yurea and the Drider, Bloodletter and Hunter are charging into the desert. Bloodletter partially impaled, and now Bloodletter is going to be swinging swords at you, Yurea. Oh, that's fine. But first, uh, there's one more columnist taking action, and that's Gatekeeper, who was chasing Yuria, but then Yuria suddenly vamoosed. <laughs> which means they're now right next Please, to Rue. Please, the Triceratops. Into... Yeah. Oh, Binga. You don't need to do this. Yeah, Just agreed. give us Char. No. No. Why don't you... Let us seal this demon away, so it can't cause trouble. Oh, word, like you sealed our god away? Like, what? Gatekeeper narrows their their little eyes. Yeah, what's up? What you thinking, bud? How are you gonna rationalize that one to me? Alright, they swing their scythe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Here's what I would like to try to do. I would like to try to get into position between the retreating harvester and the rest of the columnists to keep them from attacking that. Okay. Uh, so I want to roll to keep them busy with just, like, various summoning bursts of, like, whatever the hell I can think of out of midair with my cool ghost powers. God, the colonists are so on top of all of your bullshit. So gatekeepers wants that as open doors. You cannot keep gatekeeper busy by yourself. Oh, that checks out. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, all right. You attempt to keep Gatekeeper busy, and Gatekeeper just slips past everything you try, and lands a scythe directly into your rib cage. Take two damage. Oh, jeez. Okay, let's see. Well, that wasn't very wise or graceful, so I think I'll go with both of those. Okay. So, Yuria, Pan, Pop-Tart, you all see that happen. Do I see that happen? Actually, you might not. That's fair. Yuria, Pop-Tart... The two of you can see that Harbinger now has a hole in their chest. If it's a telepathic connection, then I might presume that you certainly feel it happen. You might have a psychic scream again, yeah. I have an idea. I also have an idea. Alright, well, Pop-Tart has has not done the thing in the longest, so Pop-Tart, what's your idea first? Like, I'm still feeling horrible, but I'm going to try my best to chuck one of my healing... Waters at Rue. Yay. Okay. And, and like hope that the glass will impact on her and it'll sort of spread out. Now, there is an immediate problem here. Okay. Um, that when you pull out your glass bottle of healing oh, water. Oh shit, it's water! It's water. Shit, okay. 
<laughs> you you do have an empty bottle with you. Do do do. Would you like to catch a bug? Uh, are there are there a bug? Are there a bug? Is there are a there bug? a bug? <laughs> are there bugs here? No, but there is a looking glass. Yeah, Pop Tart. Now that you're slightly more awake due to things getting real, you can tell that looking glass is near. Who? What direction is he looking? Uh, he's near the fight. Okay. Near the charred core pumpkin patch. I mean, that's fine because two of our party are ghosts. <laughs> yes. I'm a ghost. So I'm not actually all that worried, and if he's not looking at me, that's fine. I hate dying and being dead. Alright. Syria, what's your plan? Uh, well. We're actually kind of close back to the. The ship, right? Yeah, you're pretty close to the Charcoal Pumpkin Badge. What about, uh, what's his name? Oh, those those two were pretty close, huh? What was that, Bloodletter and Rewar fighting? Uh, yeah, Bloodletter has some sort of grudge. Okay, I... And it's fun, because Harbinger just told me about how uh, Rue's memories are leaking out, so I don't have to explain it. Hmm. Hey, remember how I have remote control on the pumpkin patch? Good fucking luck. <laughs> no, I'm gonna activate the flamethrower on the pumpkin patch. Alright. I'm gonna try to hit Bloodletter with that. It's a plus nothing. You don't roll. Um, oh. The flamethrower ignites and char grows. Hooray. Oh, I was aiming for Bloodletter. I guess it's too far. The, it is inside Neptune's playground. Or the flamethrower is on Neptune's playground, which is one of the pods that is inside of Char. Oh no. This is even better. Grow, my monster. Grow. Chomp, chomp, chomp. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's inside Char. The flame doesn't even like it isn't the flamethrower isn't even anywhere on the outside of the Charcore pumpkin patch right now. You'll have to do some reorganizing. It just like inflates Char like a balloon. You've basically given him an IV. Yeah. Yeah. Radical. A fire IV directly into the veins. Okay, this is actually even better. Fire type IV would be a Flareon. Hey, uh Can you help? <laughs> Char opens up their massive maw, and I am moving Char to the token lair. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, this is great. And it's going to eat both Rue and Gatekeeper. Good. Oh, so I don't Gatekeeper's care. taken this is out. great. I love it in here. This is like my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I keep all my stuff, I say, as we're both flying past. Thank you, Char. You know, that's actually probably for the best for Harvester, because um, Rue's hands were definitely starting to make familiar shapes for exploding something small and precise like a brain. Oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gatekeeper gets to live another day by being eaten by a demon. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that is when Diver gets back up. They are no longer on fire. Can I just kind of, like, poke my head out the top of Char and then just kind of climb up? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can just crawl back out. You're a ghost. You can do whatever the fuck. <laughs> Char can't contain you. Yeah, but I also, like, I, like, 
Well, Char wouldn't want to contain me, and Char's like... That's also Char's true. probably made of, like, smoke to me, but fucking solid fire to others. Or really, to whoever Char wants to be more like solid fire to, so... Um, yeah, I guess have fun in there, buddy. Just kind of poke my head, climb up, and just flatten myself against Char and be like, Oh, who's a good demon? Alright, well, while that's happening... Hey, Pan! Yeah. So... You've ran away a bit with Mayor. Mm-hmm. Child, you're making a mistake. How is this a mistake? I just chuck him. <laughs> you throw him just further into the desert? <laughs> just throw him as far into the desert as possible. Alright, uh, you do that and he just stops in the air about a foot away from your hand. Why didn't you do that sooner? Because now we're far enough away that I can do this. Oh, well. And then the ground below you, like, shatters. And a massive pit in the glass desert appears as it keeps shattering and you fall. Uh, can I undo that with Earthfriend? Oh my god, that's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Roll it. Uh, And I can do this. Plus, uh, that speaks sense and... Speak softly, which is... Yes. Wisdom. Right. Okay, so this should hopefully go well. Yes! Alright, what'd you get? I got nine. Fantastic. Alright, you get to ask two questions, which your first one can absolutely just counterspell here. Just full-on counterspell. Um, so what I'm thinking is, like, he shatters the glass so that you're basically supposed to be falling into a pit of pointy glass shards. Yeah. And you just, like, hold out your arms and all of the it all melts back into sand the original state it should be and you just land in a sand pit yes uh, you could use your second question to do anything else to impale him now floating oh. about three feet above the ground well you are about 15 feet below the ground in a pile of sand I mean it's still all, it's all the same sand I can just like shoot a spike up you could right you through you want that to be a thing let's do okay. it It'll be fine. <laughs> He's not seeing this coming, so you have the advantage there. Roll to finish, though. Yeah. Um, get what numbers do what? Roll. <laughs> uh, this will be plus blood because you are attempting a murder. Yay! Murder <laughs> <laughs> successful. Finally. Jeez. This campaign. We finally got into the real meat of the campaign. Oh. Oh. I did not. <laughs> Well, you weren't able to finish that. Did you do the murder or no? I got a plus. I got a nine. All right, so that means that you damage him. Um, however, since the blood beast was already separated from him, this is his last stat. So you get to destroy him with whatever that means. Okay. Oh. Do you want him to just be impaled? We could just have the mayor be dead. <laughs> dead means no answers. So I think maybe Rue says stop like an instant before the spike hits and then it just like splits into like a ball that just gonna, encircles him yeah. and seals him I mean it's up to Pan really a big marble that Pan can carry around I think we can I, I think with specifically the intervention from Rue that is what happens because I don't think Pan would be thinking that hard about this and he'd just be doing whatever the gut instinct was which would have resulted in him being fucking dead Weird. Maybe it's like the psychic connection weirdly linked your gut okay. instinct and mind. What? 
I think actually let's do let's do a, a reasonable halfway point that neither of you is happy with. Yeah. Oh god. Oh great. Right. Oh, cool. Thanks, DM. Uh, you start to make the spike. Rue says no, so you splinter the spike. So instead of just impaling him with one giant spike <laughs> and murdering him, uh, there's now a bunch of little glass needles over him, so he's incapacitated from pain. Oh well, that's fine actually. Yeah. Woo! I basically just hit him with a bunch of shrapnel. Cool. Thousand needles, yeah. Yeah. And he falls from the sky and lands in the glass desert. Uh, Very hurt. Cool magic defense, asshole. I don't think I planned that out very well. Well, tend to put him back (laughs) under my arm and walk back. Just like trailing blood. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, this is going so well. What about his blood? What about his blood? Is the blood beast just going to trail along behind and like slurp up all the blood that he drops for yeah. later? Well, blood, the blood beast without direction has been slowly floating yeah, towards this, the this mayor beast this whole time. Sucks. <laughs> it's a, terrible it's a one. This beast is a Roomba. All, all of them have been like really cool so far. The blood beast has done nothing. <laughs> it was very cool in the library episode. That's because you fucking yeah. I exploited its weakness without knowing what it was. That for one thing, and for another, you fucking the flashed the mayor right <laughs> off of him, so... Yeah. Should I be worried about when the blood beast gets back? Probably. You should, yes. Maybe I should keep running. <laughs> yeah, maybe. In the meantime, though, hey, Yuria. Hi. Uh, there are still two angry columnists. You are between Cashier with their shotgun and Bloodletter, who has uh, removed themselves from being impaled upon Hunter and has climbed on top of Hunter's head to try and fight you up there. Oh, well, that's very rude. All right, well, let's see. I was going to say if I can try to keep them busy, but that's obviously we've seen what happens with that. I mean, you could do it anyway. You'll take damage, but you can do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's dangerous. He is dangerous. I do have... I'm... Well, let's see. So the wrench is still kind of in a reloading state right now from earlier. I would say, yeah. anyway. But I still have it my... It doesn't have fire, but it's still a wrench. Well, I still have my other ranged throne. Yeah, don't you have a yo-yo? Well, that busted, but I... What if I still have the rocket fist? You do still have the rocket fist. Okay, so you remember how I said that there was sweet stripes on her arm now instead Yes. The whole thing with Rhea's old arm was that it was part of Hex's arm, which was sonic weapon, supersonic weapon. So, Yuri instead has a less lethal version of that, where it can just blast somebody really far away. I think that would be nice and fun, wouldn't it? Fuck yeah. Be gone. So you have a Fusro-Da arm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright, however, um... I don't think this will be to roll to finish them, because Bloodletter, that isn't enough of advantage by itself. Just having the cool robot arm isn't enough to deal with. Can I use Hunter's- Ten foot tall drider with buzzsaw blades very angry. Can I use Hunter's other stats for that instead, then? Uh, what's your, uh, what's Hunter's stat? Uh, that's what I'm trying to look up, because the Squire Shoot does not have that. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I gave them to you. Or, uh, um, armored platform. Okay, let's retcon that armored platform was what was used to distract or to get rid of. And now it's Tuscan screaming. Yeah. So you're gonna have Hunter. 
You're gonna have Hunter provide the distract, the opening you need in order to get the hit in. Yep, and I assume this is probably gonna be with blood, isn't it? Yes. Roll to finish them with blood. Okay. Oh, dang, that's a ten. Alright, you destroy them with whatever that means. Bye. Yeah, bye. Basically, that's all it is. Blasted straight back into the city, into their own living room, knocked out for a week. (laughs) Right into his bed, too. You, okay, straight into the city. Alright, perfect. I really love the idea of just, like, beautiful fucking placement directly to his own couch. And, like, it took him in and everything. <laughs> just, like, Making the nicest fairies. possible incapacitation to really counterbalance what we did to Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. As he just gets sonic cannoned away. Just pachoo! Yep, bye. I would like to remind everybody that Pop-Tart has never hurt anybody. Oh, yeah, me neither. Speaking of which, at this point, Harvester has arrived back in the Column City. Pop-Tart, you are at full capacity once more. Uh, But none of your friends are here, and none of your enemies are here, so what's up? That's great. Harvester, I need your help with a thing. Harvester nods at you. Um, so, how good are you at punching? <sighs> Harvester is very good at punching, but doesn't like to. Harvester also doesn't talk. Um, That's okay, I... So you, you get that impression somehow. I, I talk, like, this is much easier than talking to the Guardian. Um, okay, so, I have a little bit of a plan. I'm gonna do a little bit of sacrilege, but it's all in aid of my friends, Okay. Just a little bit. Just a skosh of sacrilege. Do you want to meet the flesh god? Just a healthy skosh of sacrilege, that's what I always say. Harvester remembers that Harbinger always said that. Spoonful of sacrilege helps the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A spoonful of sacrilege helps the sacrament go down. I, I I can help you meet the flesh god. Harvester isn't sure they want that. Okay, scratch that plan. Un- unless you want to. But if you don't, it's okay. I have another plan. That if you want to try and um, talk him into stuff, it'll talk sense. How do we convince you to betray your god? There's a move for that. Is it really betrayal if you learn that the people that you thought were worshipping it were really keeping it locked up, though? I guess that's true. I don't think he has that full context yet. Well, how, how much does the Harvester care about God? Or he hasn't fully processed that context. Or can we just convince Harvester that, like, hey, we have good opinions about God. You should trust us. <laughs> okay, I'm going... You know what's best for God. Um, I'm going to talk sense. Yes. So, you need to explain why he should do this, either through logical appeal, emotional appeal, or trickery. I'm not going to trick him. I'm going to tell him that the Flesh God is locked up beneath the Column City, pinned down by the bottom of the columns that make up the city, and the Guardian is, like, constantly crying from the pain, and it is my intention to free them both. Alright, roll with plus sense, because you just told them the plan. Okay, uh, my sense is plus- Your sense is plus one. Uh, no, it isn't. It's plus two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm behind on updating our stat sheet. So I need yeah. to do that at some point. Don't make this be the only low roll of the night, roll 20. 
Well, now you jinxed it. Uh, 2d5, apparently. No, that's oh, the wrong okay. number. Oh, okay, yeah, re-roll. That won't count. Eight. That's better. <laughs> All right. So, uh, on an eight, he'll do it. But you have to make him a promise also. He wants you to promise that he doesn't have to hurt anyone. I can absolutely promise that nobody will be hurt. Alright, if nobody will be hurt by this plan, then he will do this plan. Okay. What I want him to do is... First of all, I'm gonna like run through the city as fast as I can and show him where Diver went, like, opened the door to go yeah. down. Yeah, the secret door. Okay. Um, first of all, we need to get through that. So, so by the way, you go to find the secret door, and the secret door is not—it's just a wall now with a rune on it. But you know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. Like, I will tell him there is a door there that leads down to the sunken sea, or whatever it's called, I can't remember. L- listen, there's a lot of things going through my head right now. Anyway, um, if you open that door, that will lead the way to everything. Harvester nods and just puts his hand on the rune, and just crushes the wall. Revealing the passageway. I like you a lot. Okay. So some small backstory on Harvester, since I don't think it'll ever be explained fully by Harvester. Uh, Harvester was a genetically modified elf with Super Soldier. He's 20 feet tall through experimentation. He came to the Column City because he didn't want to hurt anyone anymore. Oh, poor thing. So, um gonna go down, talk to Guardian again, say hi, what's up? Hello, Heart I'm here to free you. As you wish. Is there anything stopping it from coming with me? No. <laughs> Just the fact that it only sits here and doesn't move. Okay, I'm gonna grab it and take it, like, up the stairs. Just, yeah. It doesn't resist. It floats, so it has no weight to it. Yeah, you could just kind of drag it behind you. Yeah. By one of its one of its many tentacles. Okay. And I'm about to make Rue very, very proud of me. <laughs> I think. Ooh, I'm interested. Where's the tallest place in the city? Uh, Moon River's tower. Perfect. At the top she, of the mountain. She won't mind me hopping on up there. All right. Now. Uh, are you bringing Harvester with you, or is Harvester good to go and do whatever? Harvester's good to go, I only needed him to open the door. Okay, fair enough, then I'll just... Harvester is now fucked off and is no longer part of this conflict unless you guys go look for him. I, I gave him some food for his lunch as a thank you. Harvester's gonna go have a fucking drink, I think. Yeah, probably. I gave him some halfling snacks. Well, good, he's gonna, he's gonna have those with some goddamn ale. Actually, no, I know what Harvester's gonna do. Harvester is actually going to go through the tunnel. Ooh. Ooh. They were there to see you take Guardian away, and they're going to go commune with the Flesh God. Okay. Radical. How much influence does Moon River have over the colonists? I think she is a low Corinthian, so she's technically part of the ruling class, but not yes. really... Uh, she, yeah, yeah, that. that. That's exactly correct. She is low Corinthian, which means she is part of the ruling order. Um, she has a lot of say among the lower class, uh, the Corinthian, or the Ironics and the Dorics, um, which is most of the order. But she has little say in the actual, like, management stuff. 
okay, that was cool exposition, but that's not what I meant. I meant, like, does she have the same psychic link to people as Rue slash Harbinger does to us? Oh, yeah, she knows that trick. It's not actually hard. Uh, most of the most of the columnists know how to do some form of Moon, telepathy. Stop blowing up my spot, jeez. Okay. <laughs> they mo- none of them use it in this constant, active way you do. They mostly use it to send single messages. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to ask Moon River incredibly nicely if she will broadcast a message for me to everybody in the city. Pop-Tarts, I can't make a promise without knowing it. Knowing what I am promising. This city's about to change and I need your help to do it. That's... that's some scary talk, Pop-Tarts. I'm not sure I can support that. Especially with Guardian here. Why is Guardian here? I freed them. Pop-Tart, you're scaring me. I know. Okay, good. (laughs) You're still scaring me. I... Listen, I know. I know this is scary, and I know this is completely outside what you're here to do and be, but... Listen. These people are here under the pretense that they are worshipping a god. That they just have trapped under the ground and pinned down like one of the butterflies in Dr. Chaos's library. Do you really think that's a good existence for a god? That's not its only existence. And they are worshipping something real. Don't take that away from them, Bombard. I'm not taking it away from them, I'm showing it to them. Well, that's even worse. I'm showing them that it's real and that they don't need to go through all this stuff to be what they want to be. They can just be that. If they want the Flesh God to grant their wishes, don't go through the stupid bureaucracy of this goddamn hierarchy or whatever that you've got set up. Ask the Flesh God themselves. Why can't people have that opportunity? Why do they have to work for it? Why can't they just be themselves? Pop-Tart, that's just not how things work here. And then Guardian speaks up. But maybe it should be... I'm gonna hold Guardian up to Moon River like, Yeah, yeah, listen to the orb! Pop-Tart... You don't need to go through Moon River. I could tell everyone. Also, you're grabbing one of my eyes. Please adjust your grip slightly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um. Okay. It would mean a lot to me if you could just tell everybody the truth and that if they. Guardian, want... this isn't your role! It's not mine either! Moon River is breaking character for this. She is getting very exasperated now. It's not my job either, but I'm still here to do it. Some of the similarities between Moon River and Red Eye are starting to show, eh? Ah, there's a lot of fundamentalists among the halflings. They yeah. like their rules. They, they... The rules keep them alive for centuries and centuries and centuries without problem. Mm-hmm. Well, not without problem for them, argues well, yes. Rue. <laughs> Screams Rue from inside 
Pop-Tart's head. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, Moon River's having her yelling session. Yes. Uh, and then Guardian just waves their many limbs, and Moon River disappears. I'm sure there's nothing. That's fine. It'll be fine. Where did she go? Let's deliver the message, Pop Sauce. Where did she go? She doesn't exist anymore. <sighs> you didn't. And as he's talking, the, the waterfall starts to... Like the eternal water fountain that she was creating. Stops being eternal. Oh, fuck. I didn't... <sighs> she was in the way, Pop-Tarts. I promised Harvester nobody would get hurt, and you went and killed a halfling. What did you do? I think the more important question is how. I don't care about how at the moment. <laughs> I mean, that figuring out how is important to us in the future. Yeah, we'll figure that out later. But for now, why? She was in the way. We could have convinced her. Pop Tarts. What's your message? Destroy the columns. The way is open. And at that, Guardian, um, grows to massive size, and its thousand mouths all open at once and deliver your message screaming into the sky. Destroy the columns. The way is open. Alright, and then we can break recording for now. I still have a, a, a man. <laughs> man? Yeah, you do. Person. Well, we also still have two men. We're going to yeah. deal with the men next time. These clingy men and their needs. Next time on Fellowship, we deal with the men. Okay. Finally. Thanks for listening. <laughs>